been here for centuries, waiting for the right time to show themselves. By planning thoughts in the minds of men like Galileo, Newton, Edison, Einstein, and Steven Spielberg, they have prepared the human race for the inevitable encounter. Now, they are coming. They are coming for you. Run, but first close your windows, hide your apples, prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Thursday, November 10th, 2011, episode 8 of Attack of the Androids. Uh, joining me tonight, we got a great cast as usual. Uh, Seth, how you doing, man? Good, Matt. How you doing? Uh, I am well. Let's not have that repeat. <laughs> Joey, <laughs> how's it going, man? Good. Joey, awesome. Jeremy, how you doing? Drinking some scotch. I'm doing great. That is the way to do this. And Eric, what's up, man? Hey, not a lot. Pleasure to be here. Good, good. Let's try and bring it back to Joey one more time. Joey. Hey guys, there I'm he here, there live he and direct from the northeasternmost <laughs> state in the Union. Fantastic. Like we said, episode 8, almost getting to that benchmark 10th uh, episode, where if your residence hasn't turned your internet or power off and you get cancelled, uh, I think you, you're safe to assume that you've made it in the world of podcasting and you can now go on to greater things. So, congratulations guys, almost there. <laughs> um, I, I predict our first FCC fine will come by episode 15. <laughs> And who do you predict that will be fined to? <laughs> that, that's all going to be you, bud. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Uh, we got HTC dumping some source code on us. Uh, Republic Wireless, we talked about that last episode. Finally got some news uh, for what it's actually going to be, some pricing and all that. Uh, got some gaming news. Uh, it doesn't look like Sony and Nintendo are doing very much in the innovation sector or trying to keep all these kids that are going to their mobile phones and cutting down to, to just having one device, which is key. Uh, got some Tagger 3 news. Droid Razor reviews are in. That'll be uh, interesting. And Flash. Does anyone want to play the uh, the funeral music? Or are we having a party? This is a celebration, right? Flash, <laughs> Flash, Flash, Flash. What are we going to do with Well, you, you know, as Android lovers or android aficionados flash was always something that was i know i kind of like saying it was a differentiator between android and um you know ios or you know what though i guess just ios because uh, paul and the other ones have it at first it was a selling point hey android has flash support ios doesn't and and now it's like oh does that i don't want flash i turn it off because it's a vector of attack i mean i don't know i I still think that there's a fair amount of Flash content on the web. I understand this is the it's way all the web on, is going. It's all on Newgrounds.com. Like, that's where it all is. And it's reserved <laughs> for rats on cocaine and games. Was it really a selling well, point, though? Because if you if you consider... Verizon thought it the, was. Well, they might have, but... Well, they're... Yeah. You know, when you, when you look at the, the tech journalists, most of them are running iPhones. They know. I mean, a good portion of the population isn't actually going to know what flash does sure and back then though like it didn't you didn't have the other option you didn't have html5 for for some of these apps to be coded in so you just didn't 
access that stuff on your device. But once we got used to having this, it's clunky and it barely works, but it works, you know, kind of. Well, people people may not know what it is, but they they sure as hell see when, you know, they pull up a website, you know, on their iPad and, you know, Everything's Parts broken. Of the website will not load because right. it is, you know, it's flash video. If you want to see what I, that looks like, go, load up Google Chrome in the address bar, type about colon flags, and go down to click to play and enable that. Then go to a site that has flash menus and, like, look at what it looks like. It's a bunch of question marks. It's terrible. Keep in mind that the, that the big site that was doing almost all of their content delivery in flash was YouTube. Right. I mean, and they were the first you, to switch. They were the very they, first yeah, to switch and, over. And they switched because they – well, first of all, because they got Google behind them and they could afford to, to <laughs> yeah, make right. radical pivots. But, I mean, if you told me, hey, you just bought a $600 iPad and, oh, by the way, you can't view YouTube. Yeah. Well, hey, while Apple's on their way of just cloning everything Google is doing in their own version with their maps and stuff, why don't they just make a video site? Why don't? Why doesn't Google sell Google Video to Apple? Huh? Huh? Yeah. Because they know that they can't stop the inertia of, right. of YouTube at this point. It's 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 you think video on the internet. It, you think YouTube? It's 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 almost synonymous, both in and outside of the tech world. I mean, I have to explain to people what Hulu is. Well, do you but search even that's for becoming prolific? When you're looking for stuff, do you search for video or do you YouTube it? Like, when do you search for web content or do you Google it? You know, it's there. It's the name. That's that's what it's become. Yeah, I almost always go to YouTube and punch in what I'm looking for, rather than going to uh, a search and then searching for it. I think the only place it became relevant was was tablets. Eric, were you the one that mentioned the iPad? I think that's the big differentiator. We started talking about phones. I mentioned the iPhone. The iPad is a huge difference. People don't expect to sit down with a phone and have the full web experience. But when they sit down with a tablet, they do. And I don't know why, but they do. Well, it's. I think it's. It's a few things. I mean, one of it is the. One of them is the price point. I think a lot of people, when they were looking at that price point, were saying, you know, do I want to get a tablet or do I want to get a netbook? Because you know, just a few years ago, before the iPad came out, you know, netbook netbooks were the big thing. That you know, if you just wanted something cheap that you can you know surf with on the couch, that that's what you would get. But there's a and huge tablets di- have cut into that. There's a huge difference there too, though, because the the iPad and stuff, unless you're really de- setting it up to produce content, like you're solely consuming. You're not a netbook. You can do either or. You know, it's well, a yeah, more versatile. Most people are just consuming, and that's where they would run into this problem you when they're trying though? to go to CNN or something like that, and they can't watch. You know the video of you know the breaking news that's going on that's when they you know were running into these problems but you it's think when they were trying to consume you think the normal everyday user is really doing that much production besides I think emailing you'd be surprised how much how much production people actually do i mean not necessarily production like we think of production as in a podcast or an article on a blog uh but more like production in terms of responding to messages on facebook Responding to email. Um, I mean, I now have a seven inch tablet essentially uh, and with a rooted nook, and I don't. I don't use it the same way that I use a computer. So I, I have not yet once responded to an email off the thing because I can't type on it very well. 
So as soon as you you introduce new ways of input, you have voice to text. You can ask Siri to type this for you. You're going to change that whole model of needing a keyboard, I think. And it'll make these devices more versatile. Agreed. Entirely entirely likely. I mean, we're it's amazing. Now, even five years ago, looking at an episode of, say, Star Trek The Next Generation looked totally out there and scientific and, and way in the future. And now, all of a sudden, we've got a product or multiple products now because there's some Siri clones out there uh, for Android and others that will respond to your voice commands. And that's just something that it it still boggles my mind. I still can't quite wrap my hand uh, my, my head around it that we've actually gotten to the point where we can do something useful with voice recognition. Well, can we though? Hey Siri, what's the meaning of life? <laughs> Alyssa, she's going to say forty two. Check this out. Like I, I I mean I question the usefulness as, as more of being just a gimmick. I think. But oh no, not even. Do close. people use it? The only thing I would use that I to say stuff and make it be text on the screen until the apps change and I need to do something different. That's all you need, I think. I don't know. It doesn't seem that useful to me. I use it for uh, input okay. all the time. I use it in the car. As soon as I found Vlingo, for my input, life though, got right? better. You use it in the car for input, right? You're not like having conversations with it. Well, it doesn't really talk back to me, but you right, know, right. that's how I prefer it. I don't want anybody telling me what's up. But that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> things like Siri and stuff, I think people are just – it's new. So it's like a toy. It's a new toy for them, I think. And I think it will – I don't know. I can't see it unless it, it's more directed towards being a strictly input device, a new sort of input device like touch or whatever. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm going to commission a study to find out what percentage of Siri users don't have girlfriends. (laughs) Can you ask? Hey, Siri. Hold on. Let me ask her. Um, So HTC and some source code. HTC has always been uh, fairly uh, letting us, you know, have unlocked bootloaders and stuff for the most part, making it fairly easy to unlock them. They're nowhere near as strict as like a Motorola or, or whatever. Um, and they're, they've dropped more source code. I think this came out at the end of last week. Um, they're starting to see kernel source uh, and gingerbread updates for HTC Rhymes, MyTouch 4G, Jetstream, Sensation XE, Evo 4G. Uh, that's cool. Thunderbolt, Sensation. Uh, I like to see more of this for even more. I think all phones, you get your instruction manual and here's your source. You know, it's, it's mine. I bought it, right? But it's the it's it's the new it's new phones and that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Usually, when you get a release like this, it's older stuff. It's you know they're Which like, is cool oh, too. you've got a what's that crap phone you keep bringing up that you have, Matt? The, the XV sixty nine. Oh, the yeah. Droid X. <laughs> yeah, that usually it's like that. It's like oh, you've had that for three years. Here's a reason to care about it for five. Oh, seconds. I'm sorry, I haven't made anything more worthwhile than that. <laughs> oh, well, here's here's right. the source for it. But yeah, I, I I just think it should come it, that should be standard procedure, and it's good that they're doing it and setting the stage for you know here. Yeah, but you got to remember your audience. I mean, true. Ninety percent of the people that buy a phone are not even going to know what source code is. Most people I see in my delivery job during the day, in and out of offices, like lawyers, doctors' offices, stuff like that. A lot of females. A lot of Motorola Droid Xs, a lot of OG Droids, and that's really it, you know? I don't see any of these 
Um, the younger kids maybe like uh, have the the old Incredibles and stuff like that, but for the most part here at least, it, it's a lot of that, and they're not rooting it. They're not, you know, they're getting the stock experience, yeah. and this most, would be I worthless it, for them. Most people treat it like a toaster. Sure, you know they they do something very minor with it. They put the bread in it. They push the button down. When it stops working, they get another one. I think that Joey, that you make a good point. That, you know, a lot of, you know, 90 plus percent of the users don't, they don't know about this, they don't care. But the flip side of this is, you know, it's a couple of things. The first thing is that when people are buying these smartphones, because more and more people are migrating to smartphones nowadays than before. And when they're buying the smartphone, they're going to talk to their nerdy, geeky friends and ask them, what is the phone that I should get? So what you're saying is we should all start businesses for modding cell phones, like a car mechanic shop, but for, for have your you phone. checked Craigslist? They're already out there, dude. <laughs> I'm but, in the wrong I mean, business. HTC has been doing a really good job recently of endearing themselves to developers, yep. and I think that that's really important because that's why when the next Evo comes out, you you know, so many developers jump on it, and just having this source code, especially for something like the kernel, is huge because it opens up a lot of. You know, it opens up the phones to more features when it comes to things like wireless tethering and, you know, stuff that HTC doesn't care that you do, I th- but maybe carrier would. And Eric, you, you know, with the Galaxy Nexus coming out, that's even more important for HTC right now because, you know, someone looks at a Nexus phone and the Nexus phone, actually, I don't think it's clear right now if, if, Verizon, if the Nexus is going to be as open as we all hope it's going to be. I don't think because, you know, we, we've never seen one on Verizon before. And Verizon is known for locking their stuff down pretty tight. But assuming it is open, which it should be. It has um, to be for being a Nexus phone. It has to be. Okay, well, let's hope that's true. I so, hope so. Um, <laughs> any, No, I, I do. I, I mean, because I'm planning on getting one, and so, I mean, and I want an open phone. But what I'm saying is is that, you know, with which, you know, HTC's got all these new phones coming out that are going to have to compete um, with the Galaxy Nexus, and one of the ways they can do that is saying, is trying to take away the advantage of being so open that the Nexus has. You know what I mean? Um, so, like, the Resound can say, listen, even though it's not a Nexus phone, you know, we'll give you the source code and other things like that, which will make it just as open, which is, you know, a way for them to take away one of the strengths of Samsung's phone. I think also, like, the more more of this open stuff becomes available, maybe not being so much for, like, me or you to use it, you know, in that we're making our own ROMs, but it gives those developers more of a chance to make something really good, and that changes the way I think people buy phones. Like, I... I stopped just looking at the phone's features, and I started asking, is is Liberty going to be on this? Is CM7 going to be on this? Like, I'm shopping for a phone based on what I'm going to be able to put on it. And the more open that becomes, I think, the more the more of a choice we'll have. No, that's a great – I mean, that's a really good point is that it's obvious that people – well, I, the, the population is probably pretty small. But people like us are making decisions based on how right. much uh, how much development will happen for the phone. But going back to outside what outside of the apps, but for the phone itself, the operating system, you know. And going back to what Eric said, it, the more of us that have it, the more of our friends are going to call us, and well, the more that that will spread. You know. I mean, that's definitely true. Uh, over time, I mean, I think, over I think time, it's not quickly. almost all of my people that know I do this stuff have called me, you know, and asked me about. What phone they should get and what time they should get it and things like that. And I have and so I have like Jamhole Wireless hard coded into three of my friends' phone custom ROMs, <laughs> like instead of Verizon. You know, like they come to you and they're like, because they see how cool your phone is. I think is what it is, and they're like, why doesn't mine do that? You know, and so they're like, hey, make it do that. And 
Now, Most now people are going to go that route, though. You know, we kicked around 90%, and I think that's even a low number. Most people aren't going to care about rooting. They're not going to care about source code. So, not that, though, So why does that matter, though? we got to follow the money. It matters when you when you talk about the carriers. It's the, the end product, though. It's not... have the, the Nexus phones because they can do whatever they want because they're not going to have the Verizon crap crammed onto it they can really source code all freaking day long and nobody's going to actually do anything with it because 90 percent of the android users aren't ever going to throw cyanogen on and so the verizon bs and and you know pick your skin flavor sure of hated month that was terrible grammar you know <laughs> still gonna be there scotch you know and so they know. I mean, if I'm Verizon and HTC comes to me and they're, they're like, you know, we want to release a source code for all these exclusive phones we just did, um, but that's kind of a violation of the terms we had. Are you cool with that? I'm going to sit there and go, yeah, it's not going to cost me any money, whatever. Yeah, they're going to be like, well, you mean people aren't going to use Verizon Navigator anymore? And then somebody like in the meeting whispers to him, like, they haven't been using that for years. Or the Blockbuster app. <laughs> like, seriously, dudes, we're not using this crap you're putting on the phones. Every but, single person that is going to care about the source code for the phone would have found another way to get around the phone being locked down. Well, check this out. Here. Droid X forums. There's 51,000 members there. You go to XDA developers. There's over 4 million registered users. These are people that have either, like me, searched on, on Google, have Googled for it, and been taken to these forums and read, and you know became a small part of the community, or they're the people developing. And if you look in the custom ROM section, I mean, it is in overall scheme of like the world, it is a small fraction, but it's a small fraction here and there that's growing. And I think the more that spreads, the more between the connections that we have that my friends know me and know that I will do that for them. I think it will be a, a, a deciding factor eventually. It's not. It's not going to be overnight for sure. Well, Jeremy, look. Just to go back to your point, it it with the you know, well, people will get around this anyway. They'll figure out a way. That's that's totally true. But there's really something to be said for you know somebody handing you a piece of code that saves you, you know, eighty you know coding hours to try to figure out some you know duct tape MacGyver way to you know, make. Why you know wireless tethering work in uh, infrastructure mode or something like it? This, people put a lot of time and effort into this, and if HTC does something like this that makes it easier for them to customize their phones, it's a big deal on that side. And also, they don't have to deal with you know hiring people to respond to all the hate mail you know, to all the developers and <laughs> death posting threats? on their Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. why can't I unlock my bootloader? Things sure, like that. sure. I told I totally agree. The one benefiting the most from this is HTC because I think, you know, if, if we think, you know, let's, let's take that 90%. So who's left the 10%? I'm sure every one of us is that 10%. And just like Matt said, when we go to look at a phone, we look at are the things that I want to do possible? Why did I buy a Droid 2 and not a Droid 3? Because at the time, Motorola had locked down the bootloader on the Droid 3 and loading CyanogenMod wasn't a possibility, so I got the Droid 2. Saved myself a couple bucks. And that's different person-to-person. This to is person. an option that I look at when I'm picking out a phone. Right, and use case, person-to-person, person, that's different. I, what I might look for in a phone is going to be totally different than like what my mom would look like on, on a phone. But what it comes down to is usually 
these make your phones run so much better. And when the developers have access to this, they can make that ROM run even that much better. And so everyone wins. And if I'm a company and at least one person is asking for this, isn't it in my best interest to do what my customers want in that respect? When you're when you're making an investment in a phone like this, you know, they're not burner phones anymore. These are computers. We're customizing them. I mean, when it comes right down to it, you've always got people who influence other people's tastes in an industry. Um, bit of an odd, odd example, but for those of us that are old enough to remember when the TV show Knight Rider came out, the first one, the one with David Hasselhoff, not the I used latest to, knockoff one. I used to fall asleep to that show when I was well, a kid. I got it all four seasons on DVD, but um, the thing you have to realize is that here's this guy rolling around in a Pontiac. Pontiacs flew almost literally out of dealer shelves because they saw it on television. If you have a person who influences your purchasing decisions, you can you can have a great impact on your sales from a small influence and small decision. You're turning if, customers you know, into your sales force. Exactly. If you endear yourself to the geek community, which I can't see any other move. Everyone else but, follows because that's where you go when you Google it. It takes right, you to that you're community. Gonna see, you're gonna They're see, writing uh, this stuff. You know, someone shows up and says, hey, I, I'm looking for a phone. Uh, you know, I get asked all the time, Mac or PC? Well, I mean, granted, personal bias, I work more with PCs than I do with Macs, so I have a tendency to tell people to buy a PC. I punch if people I have... in the mouth that ask me that question. <laughs> I say, I just hand them a Linux CD. other a live CD. <laughs> a live CD well, with malware built into it. And, and, well, You're part and, of and my night. Well, you know, if you really want to have good freedom, here's here's Ubuntu. But um, I just make them part of my 99% botnet. It's great. Yeah. Did you guys see the latest South Park? Just real quick, all about uh, yes. Okay, epic. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's shift gears, I suppose, then. That's enough. HTC, nice job. So, uh, what do you guys want to talk about next? We got some Razer reviews. Is anyone excited about this, or are we all waiting on the the Nexus? Well, before we forget it, can we touch on the Republic Wireless thing? Oh, you want to do that next? Sure, Republic Wireless. We mentioned this last week, and it was basically, what, what did we, what was our conclusion from the giant side-scrolly uh, puzzle? that it was founded by a couple 13-year-olds. Did they put all of that stuff into this phone that is now on republicwireless.com slash catch? Is, yes, there a baby, is there a baby in that I thought phone? We, I thought we decided that that baby was, was actually created. By that. Like oh, some yeah. sort of robotic could baby. Have, could have been. Could have been. So we have more uh, information here. Nineteen. Yes, it was. That, that, it's confirmed that that was actually the uh, the next Cylon model. That was the dancing um, baby. The pitch was: you buy the phone outright, nineteen dollars a month, nineteen even. We give you a, an unlimited voice, unlimited text, unlimited data plan. And the way we're going to do that is that you have to have a wireless network, at least one that you can that you can connect your phone to, which means in, in order to get the service. This is a great replacement for your home phone. For first of all, well, maybe. And what if you carry around a little Wi-Fi card with you? What? How much bandwidth do you need for this thing to really work great? Not that much, I bet. 
according to their site, you need 80 kilobytes a second up and down. Yeah, well, that's... basically that puts you out. Uh, uh, if you have the basic cable or DSL from the majority of the carriers that are a- at all rural, this is not going to work well. It's going to be because you, you, you don't have the upstream. Okay, so that that's a 640K upstream, the way that, that a carrier is going to represent it. Which, by the time you have uh, a little bit of overhead in there and a little bit of network traffic, you basically need to have, what, 768 up? Right. 512. It'll run on 512. They're going to have some sort of algorithmic compression that's going to make this work on, on 512. Watch. But okay, so let's so let's let's run a hypothetical. My internet pipe here at my house is two megabits up, um, which two thousand forty eight kilobytes. If I need to uh, run, would you say six forty, Jeremy? Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's even assume that I'm. That, let's even assume that I can get away with a little bit less. Let's call it five twelve, just for the sake of argument. That's what I said. It, it, okay, so let's let's okay. say it was five twelve. Even though we know that's a little bit on the low side, that's fine. That means I can run four simultaneous phone conversations if we all four are using Republic Wireless or something equivalent to it. Now that sounds okay until you realize that there are actually four people living in this house. Uh-huh. two tenants downstairs. Myself, my girlfriend upstairs. So hope that you're not on cable, but you're on DSL, so that you're always getting what you what you're being charged for about. That's your next thing is that, I mean, now we're assuming that we're going to be able to hit the theoretical two megabit limit and the phones are all going to work perfectly. And there's no other internet traffic. Last week I talked about the T-Mobile connection that I had that was hotspot at home, which was essentially the same idea. And what I found out was that basically if I had my email open or any other web page, or I tried to go to a web page my call would it would get squirrely. It would it would sound like I was underwater because there wasn't enough data flow. And I'm just talking about a web page. I'm not talking about downloading anything. I'm just talking about going to a web page. If now, granted, at the time I was on a very shaky internet connection compared to what I have now, but what that means is that there are people out there that are paying for internet connection that they find is fast enough for everything that they need. But it's not going to be fast enough to run their phone service over. So the idea would be that you have this thing in your house. You now, hold on, though. Wi-Fi. Hold on, Joey. Whose yeah. fault is that? Is that this for needing a little bit of bandwidth, or is that our ISPs for having shoddy service? It's a combination of all things around. I blame the ISPs first. Um, well, That's I mean, the me. thing <laughs> is, is that the phone's only going to be able to do so much. You can only compress... Sure. You know, so much data over, uh, in order to get it over a pipe of X size. So you can't really fault the phone. You can't really fault Republic Wireless. But the problem is, is that when you start talking about um, people that are looking for an alternative to cell phone service, they're usually talking about cutting it for budgetary reasons. If they're cutting for budgetary reasons, they're probably not going to have your high notch uh, internet connections that have these higher upstreams. They sell internet connections based on the downstream speed for selling points because most people are downloading more than they're uploading. Well, this is one of the few circumstances when you actually really need to have a very good upload for just the use of it. Um, The problem with that is that I think you you the consumer 
doesn't put the blame on the ISP or their shoddy internet router or their shoddy wireless, excuse me, their shoddy wireless router or their shoddy network uh, connection or their shoddy cable modem. Sure. They put the blame on the people that sold it to them, whether they deserve it or not. Now, the other thing we talked about last week was that Sprint was going to be the backup carrier for the uh, the wireless service when you're roaming on the wire or when you're not a, not at your house. Right. Well, um, here's the thing: they have a cellular usage index (CUI). If it's too high, they will alert you if they're if it's too high too often consistently they will actually discontinue your service that's not very freedom like yeah right so let me let me throw this can i say real quick too i think some of this will depend on how their android device is as we all know underpowered androids don't function very well you know you need a, a de- some decent hardware to really get a good experience from this. And what it looked uh, like they're going with is, what is that, the LG Optimum? Or op- what is that thing? Optimus. It's Optimus. a modified version of the Optimus. Right. What, what do we know about that phone? The kind of, well, the um, specs on it are actually halfway decent. It's not a knock-out-of-the-park, amazing Tegra 3 quad-core sure. Android phone, but I mean, they're also selling the refurbished ones, at least according to their site, as low as $49. Right. It's brand new, 100 200 so, bucks for... Uh, 200 excuse yeah, me. Yeah, to start. Um, so, I mean, y- you're not really going to quibble over the price, I don't think. So, if you buy a phone without a subsidy from any carrier, what does it cost? $600! Right. Maybe you get a crappy and my first one for born. like three fifty. And anybody that's broken their phone knows mm. that even getting a junk phone costs a fortune. They're selling one of these new for $199. They are not subsidizing it through their $19 a month wireless plan. It's also There's not, no way. It's not so a top of the line phone. It's awful a sing- can this phone be? It's a single core 600 megahertz. 140 meg built-in storage. You know, it's, it's okay. So it's a Droid One without the keyboard. Exactly. Okay. Um, no, the, no, no, no. Hold on. I gotta stop you because I've I've used this phone. Not I've used the Optimus S, which is basically this phone. Oh well. Hey, Eric, jump in anytime, bud. Please. It is. <laughs> it is a. It is a solid Android phone. I'm like reading his review. I'm reading. It his would not. Re- it, this is not my phone. On Phone Arena. I'm Why? like Eric. Why not? What the hell? Because I because I screw around with my phone too much. This is actually I got this is the phone that I picked out for my dad for his very first smartphone. There you go. This and is the jitterbug. He loves it, and it's very you know if it's not running stock Android, you wouldn't know it. It's a very clean, very simple you know Android experience. And considering the people that they're probably trying to get now that all of these details have come out, it's. I totally get why they would go with go with a phone like this because the price, the pr- I one hundred ninety nine dollars. That's a great price point. What can you find one of these phone outright on eBay for right now? Like ten bucks, twenty bucks. They bought like a hundred of them, a hundred thousand of them. Put their <laughs> the little chip in probably, it. What, what they've probably done is gotten a hold of a cash or a distributor's lot of those phones that were being retired or were being held onto for warranty replacement or something. 
and they've loaded this custom build of of Android on it that enables the Wi-Fi phone access. Uh, and that's where they that's how they're able to offer these at such a low price. They probably didn't go out there and buy them on the open market. They right. they did well, some sort of a deal uh, with with somebody that had a bunch of them sitting in a warehouse. Let's not forget, though, that this these are not just stock phones off the shelf. The technology that they're using requires um, I, I think it I think it's in the process or like a special component in order to make that switching from femtocell to uh, GSM. I was imagining work. like uh, a big sweatshop just filled with little kids, like all in there with these little. That's what the baby was. It was all of them putting the chips in the massive shipment they just got of LG Optimums. Optimus. Optimus. Well, I what I think is probably probably happened was that you you had you know the the manufacturer lg probably had a whole bunch of these components left over from when they were making all this stuff in their you know chinese sweatshop probably and you know that's probably where the deal was struck it was well you know put this extra piece of hardware in into you know these phones and manufacture them as something different i pour out a little liquor for the sweatshop kids they basically are saying if you don't use wi-fi Eventually, we're going to shut your service off. That's the short version. So the catch is, is that this isn't a cell phone. It's a Wi-Fi phone with a cell phone backup, if you want to think about it that way. The catch is the cell phone backup, they are basically telling you that you really can't do much with the phone. I mean, 300 megs of data, that's not a lot. Again, it also depends on how fast the speed is, because if it's dial-up speed, then 300 megs is going to seem like forever. 150 text messages is nothing. 550 minutes, that's nothing. So I'm on their uh, their forums here, and uh, they, they're having, you know, obviously you can order and everything now. Looks like a lot of unhappy... I was uh, expecting this charge, and I got charged this, and there's no way to track this and this and that. And I, I get they totally just launched, and that's cool. They're they're getting a lot of you know interaction, but I'm not seeing anyone that's like, man, this worked awesome, flawless victory, <laughs> you know. Well, I I went to I I got an email from them on just before five o'clock. Hold on here, the, the full amount plus taxes, almost two hundred and eighteen dollars. <laughs> and now I don't have any way to see track manage cancel my order. Not a good start. And granted, the people that are satisfied aren't going to their forums to be like, "You guys are great, high five. You know, they're searching because something broke. So right, yeah. Well, the I, uh, so I got an email from him on the about five o'clock uh, Eastern on uh, the seventh, the day before they launched, which said, "Hey, we're open." Yep. And I'm yeah, going, I got that too. They're <laughs> totally. open. Oh, 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 click the link. Click the link. Drop and the site. A page that basically says, dude, it's tomorrow. Not today. What are you doing? So they sent out the announcement email early. Then I go there the next morning and the site's available. And I click um on the buy now. And it says, We're sorry. Um, we're still not done with the site yet. Come back later. What? (laughs) So I checked it again about five o'clock, um, Eastern again, and it still said, we're still finishing up the final touches on the site. It's still the eighth somewhere. 
It wasn't until I got up the next morning on the 9th that they even had the site available to order. And then when I went to click on the order uh, or the, the, the form to fill out the order, it told me that the server was overloaded. They're three to five years ahead of the curve. They'll be out of business by the end of 2012. Prediction? Yes. Because well, based of on that whole debacle, hold on. I'm I'm inclined to agree. What what re, why? Because of poor there's n- service or not no market. There's not enough money in that nineteen dollars a month for them to profit enough to have runway. I even, don't even with an initial two hundred bucks yeah, for each yeah, one I, I, startup? Well no, they're not making any money on that phone. Okay. Guaranteed. They're 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 running that out there. You know, with with next to zero profit, there's probably a little bit of padding in there for returns and for dealing, you know, for for paying the staff to fulfill orders and stuff like that. Um, what if even then it's an under, you know, that phone is cheap um, and it's running on, you know, the least favorite of the four carriers. <laughs> you know, I just yeah. I don't I don't you know, look, I got a guy that works for me and. I showed it to him, and we talked about it, and he just shelled out for a straight-talk Android phone, which is basically the same thing, but he's been paying 50 bucks a month. And I showed it to him, and now we've got Wi-Fi at work. He's got Wi-Fi at home. And we kind of ran through this whole thing, and he looked at it, and he just kind of went, eh, meh. You know, and he he is the exact target market. You know, He doesn't make a ton of money, and if he's not going to jump on this – that's the demographic. Who's gonna? Yeah, I'm not gonna jump on it because I spend my day in a car. Right. Uh, I maybe agree. This this business itself may not work all that well. I mean, I don't know if this company seems like they're really um, that strongly put together from their website and things. Like that. I mean, we I don't know about that. It does seem like there's a segment of the population that doesn't need a ton of minutes, doesn't you know, but still wants a smartphone, still wants to be able to get on the internet. You know, 350 megabytes a month will be plenty for them. I mean, they just want to check maybe the maps or check the news that day or download their email. You know, email's not going to take up 350 megabytes a month. There might be a lot of people out there that don't need that many minutes. They don't make that many phone calls. When they do, they're at home. And $20 a month is a great way. I mean, where else can you get a smartphone for $20 a month, you mean, and have and have email access? I, I can't think of a plan that does that. that was good. No, so, you're right. I mean, and, and I thought about buying this purely as a texting phone. And also... So- you can do all this in app. Don't you think if that would have worked well, Google would have done it with Google Voice? You can text with it. You can call with it. The, I think it's it was all the carriers being like, nah, that's our business. Right. We got to put them out of business. <laughs> but and well, let's, like I said, it is, trying to come from, it is a beta. So I, I, just, no, but, I totally yeah, just noticed but Matt, that. The thing about Google Voice is without, without, a, without a cell phone plan, there's no backup. Do you know what I mean? This this plan this plan gives you three hundred what is it five hundred minutes I think. We well, no, 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 no. It, it, it's technically unlimited, but you're supposed to use your Wi-Fi Be for nice, as right. much as possible. Be nice. For if sure. you don't go off the Wi-Fi, they start. Or if you if you're not working off of Wi-Fi, they start kind of a, a, a counter, if you will, to see how much uh, you're using. And again, I don't think they're actually using the cell phone network to make the calls i think they're using it as data so i mean i think this is a great i mean i think that's a great way to think about like you said earlier is that this is a wi-fi plan with a backup cell phone backup you know what i mean so it allows someone to get a 
a smartphone that serves the internet, does email, and then you know can call all you want on your phone when you're home, and then has some backup for when you're not able to be at home. I mean, I think that could meet a lot of needs. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if this company is the one that's going to do that, but I like the idea of a low cost, you know, s- solution like that that runs on your Wi-Fi, which you're already paying for. Uh, the the downside comes when, like I say, when you start talking about the execution, the bandwidth that people have in their homes, the routers, etc. Um, so I, I yeah, I would like to propose a new show called "This Week in Hating on Republic Wireless." <laughs> <laughs> you get your own show because I'm really hoping that there are more opportunities because I just feel like they're the best punching bag in the world. I'll up that one more though and say that I just checked my phone and it said updates. You know what's at the top of that list? Adobe Flash Player. I'm gonna update oh, it and it's funny. gonna uninstall. This is for the last time. Because guess Never what? Never gonna get another one. Guess <laughs> what? Flash. I wonder if uh, Android will continue to develop it on their own. I wouldn't be surprised if Google decided to do that. If they're like I our, hope not. If they're like Google. our only alternative is Air, then uh, yeah, maybe. There's no the way Adobe is, would let them. Right. The first thing that we need I, to I thought do Adobe is, said that they could. I thought I'd read that they said that they wouldn't be stopping anyone. They're just going to open source it because everyone's already exploited it all to hell anyway. I, I mean, thought I'd read is, that. The, Don't quote me on that. But I thought I'd read that Adobe said that they wouldn't stop anyone from continuing to develop for it. The only thing that, that, that Flash is doing right now, as far as I'm concerned, is inhibiting the adoption of HTML5. Yeah, but that's the only thing it's doing. That goes HTML5 back. HTML5 is a better standard, more efficient, more adept at, at doing anything and everything. And the only thing that Flash is doing is keeping old ways stuck in the mud. It, it there's no reason for it anymore. We can all move on. Doesn't that go uh, back to the patent argument though? That for HTML5, yes. we still don't have a very good unencumbered soon- video codec. I mean, as we're soon as there. Flash loses its market share, we're going to see a whole new round of lawsuits, and it's going to be just as ugly as the mobile but, crap. But and it's going to be based around mo- online video. But check this out: that has to happen before we can move on, because that's how this amazing place works. <laughs> we can't but get I'm a... so convicted. Yeah, I know it. So they uh, said they will also continue to support Air on mobile. So developers can package Flash content as mobile apps. And Flash Player 11.1 for Android and Playbook is still on track to be released. Includes performance improvements and bug fixes. Well, thanks, Adobe. I appreciate that. Speaking of improving things, what were you uh, talking about in the pre-show about uh, Android and iOS Trying to one-up Nintendo and Sony? Well, and you've probably noticed this, and everyone's probably noticed this. What do, uh, what do you see the younger generation playing on now? I, I'm seeing fewer and fewer Nintendos and PSPs. And, and honestly, I didn't really see that many PSPs to begin with. Come on, Sony. But I think the games and the hardware, it's all getting to a point where it's... We're, we're getting rid of one more device. There goes my Nintendo DS, because I have stupid ninjas and stupid zombies and rockin' rabbits or whatever that game's called. You know, it's the game, and I don't know, I think Nintendo either needs to come out with a phone <laughs> or 
really up their game in the console uh, department because their mobile Cause it, stuff is going. It worked well for Sony. I'm sure Nintendo's jump chomping at the bit to do it. Right. <laughs> so, well, I think uh, Nintendo is having. Nintendo's going through a rough patch right now. Anyway, hey. I mean, they basically admitted that they um, they were you know purposefully. Um, withholding the release of a bunch of 3DS titles until later this year, early next year, um, you know, just purely for, uh, you know, reasons of, you know, they thought it would somehow it would help uh, their sales if, you know, you had a huge flagship flagship uh, title that was, you know, like Zelda, that was the only thing out there. Um, I think you're right, though. I mean, you look at kids nowadays, they're just screwing around on the phones and they're just downloading these mobile apps. And quite honestly, I think it might be to the detriment of, uh, you know, of the gaming industry, uh, you know, overall. And I think Nintendo always have that soft spot in geeks' hearts from the old school NES and Robbie the Robot and all that stuff. Look at the graph. 2009, 2010, 2011. Look at how it's changed. It's it's crazy, and it's great. We have Tegra 3s coming out. Like, you can play whatever, you know, with that. You're not going to be able to play it for very long because it's going to kill your battery, I'm sure. But, you know, I don't need to carry well, this. Well, what, what disturbs me, though, is that you, you know, it, it's sort of the argument of should I, you know, should I still buy CDs? Should I just buy all my music digitally? There's nothing physical about what when you buy these mobile games, and that's so, why they're three bucks instead of fifty three bucks, like a you know, a Nintendo oh, sure. 3DS game or whatever. Or however, I mean much the price are. the price is right, but at the same time, it's like there's no resale value. Yeah, I think you're you know there's something is definitely being lost, and you know for those of us that have sort of grown up with the you it's know the what epic. people would consider the old school type games, you know. It's we're going to feel a sure. loss where, you know, people that are growing up in this mobile generation are not. Right. And, I mean, they, they have, you know, the really long, drawn-out games. But I think on the phone, most of what you're playing is quick. I'm getting three gold stars because I'm addicted to gold stars because that's how I was raised in school. I, I'm playing those games. I'm not playing the long, drawn-out epic like The Legend of Zelda. That maybe is more reserved for... You know, a, a specific console, but because they I haven't made that yet. Exactly. They, there's some, but they're not that. You know, they're mm, yeah, they're they're, they're, they're not that compelling. And, exactly, exactly. And if they made them that, they'd get sued. So you have to wait for Nintendo to be like, "Yo, can we please license some goddamn characters? I want Samus Aran, okay? I want Mario. I want Yoshi. Obviously, Wario. I want." Mario Party on my phone, but no one can do it because they own it, you know? I wonder if Nintendo's going to go the way of Sega and drop the hardware and Sega. just become a software I have a Nintendo emulator, producer. so they might as well. And you know what? You know, it, NES games work great on the mobile because it doesn't take yeah. that much power to get that going, you know? Well, Jeremy, I think that that's going to be the, you know, that's going to be our first indication that um, the dam's about to break is when you start seeing these um, the properties epics. that have traditionally just been on these, um, you know, non-mobile platforms like Zelda or uh, Yoshi or Kirby or something. When we start seeing Kirby. that come oh. to Kirby, oh. you know what I'm talking about. God, I love Kirby. Man, that was the best game. And Kirby Pinball, come on! 
My two favorite things oh, was, in one game. That was horrible. Nobody played Kirby I've, Pinball. Dude, Shut up. It was Pinball, and I like Pinball. <laughs> Go ahead. But, I, you know, that's just – that is going to be – like, when I see that, when I see The Legend of Zelda being released on iOS officially, not through, you know, mm-hmm. some ROM emulator magic, right. that's when I know that, um, you know, that that, that segment of the market is well, dead. Think of it this way. Couldn't they really do some massive innovations using like when you make multiplayer gaming normally on a console, you're kind of limited to what you have. If if you took that and put it on a mobile phone, which is something everyone has, you just opened up that experience to being able to use the sensors and everything that's in that phone. Like really think about playing Mario Party multiplayer just like walking down the street or while you're driving. I mean, come on. That's amazing. That's amazing. I can't wait. Hey, were we going to talk about the Razor at all or not? You we know should, what? I think we should talk I about I wanted that. to, but you guys were so adamant about talking about Republic Wireless for like 45 minutes. So I said, <laughs> nah. I think, I think please. we should talk about the three, kind of three important phones that come out this week. Yeah, please. Um, that we should talk about, which is the Razor. The Voice of Reason. The, and then the Skyrocket, the Thank Samsung you. Skyrocket, and the HTC Vivid. Um, let's start with the Razer. Have you guys have any thoughts about it? It's um, not the it's not the Nexus, so I really don't care. But <laughs> it looks <laughs> really nice. It does doesn't look, deserve the name. It looks like something my my uh, mom would want. Why don't you think it deserves the name? <sighs> Did you have a Razer? No, I didn't. A Razer was I kind of a piece. I, I, honestly, if, if any of, of the rest of you had a Razer, you know that when you got that phone, there was nothing else like it on the market. You felt awesome you felt cool it fit in your pocket it worked it had good sound quality in like every category it was a step forward from every other phone that was available at the time that this phone doesn't look like it it's not a it's not a flip phone yes it's thin but it's not as dramatically thin compared to its competition it looks like it'll crack kind of it's like it is it is the thinnest smartphone yeah but it's not it's it's a little bit thinner, whereas when yeah. you got first Razer, you were like, holy crap, how did they make a phone this thin? That's because it went from the Comnet cellular like to that, you know? That that was a big right. difference. We already are but used I think to... think that's important. You know, it's not... There, there's nothing about it that is deserving. But check this out. The Razer name is dead. There was nothing... They're not making them anymore, so they used no, that you can still get as them. an... And that's it. They weren't... I don't think they were trying to live up to any expectation or another. They were just well, using the name as a catch. You know, the design is actually pretty unique. I mean, I, I know it's not... It's Earth my Droid X, dude. Like that. Come on. That's like unique about it. It's my Droid X. That's not unique. It's a well, little it's... thinner than the Droid X. Who cares? <sighs> I don't find it. What do you find unique? Is it <laughs> that it's... Eyes. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> Rolled eyes. No, I just I mean... You guys. Is it because it's bulletproof? Backing, some of the, it's, it, you're right. It's, it's definitely in the Droid family. Yeah, you know what? I went and put Rhino lining on my Droid X. So what's up now? It's bulletproof. It's better than Teflon or whatever the hell they <laughs> used. Kevlar. Pfft. It's you know, hold on. Tap, tap me in, Seth, because I'm going to defend you a little bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Number one. Jeremy. Awesome. I'm going Dude. outside to smoke. You guys can duel this out. <laughs> Jeremy, I think that I think that you're you're remembering the razor as something much better than it was. My wife had a razor. <laughs> that thing was a piece of crap. It she was went a through feature. four of them. There was it was poor quality control. You know, it it sucked. 
I mean, granted, it you know, I agree with you. It had that, you know, it was so thin and it was kind of cool and it was it was uh it was neat, you know, for the first five at minutes the and then time, you realize, oh what? I I have a really crappy phone. At the time compared oh, I to folding chair. I just asked for a folding chair and all of a sudden <laughs> everything went mute. It was oh, like, shit. What? Did I just get censored? <laughs> oh <geez>. Okay. <laughs> well, was that no, the FCC? And, that was it. That was it. Okay. At the time. And look at this phone. I mean, it's it's very thin. It is it is thin, and there's something to be said about that. It's sleek. It's sort of like the Droid X and the, you know, Motorola Photon or Atrix had a baby, and it's really it. thin and pretty. I mean, it, this is a sharp-looking phone. You're saying it's a little bitch phone. That's what I heard out of your mouth. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just saying. whatever you want. I'm just I saying. just it looks I don't like think every other is... phone. Listen, my giant man hands will break this thing. That's why I'm waiting for the Galaxy. I need a big phone for my big man hands. This huh? is a phone for your girlfriend. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> why not? It's got it's Best got a marketing it's got slogan a... ever. For all of our female viewers who wish to complain... (laughs) When I call your girlfriend, this is the phone she's going to use. There we go. Go. It's got a beautiful... I would... You know, if the Nexus was not coming out, I would buy this phone. Listen, are you... Should should a computer device be given adjectives that a human is... Like, you're describing this thing like it's your lover. It's beautiful and elegant, and we have the best conversations, and when I turn it on vibrate, we get down. All right, who's going to sponsor this show now? Let's talk about that. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, right. I can tell you that we're definitely cutting it a little fine with a razor. <laughs> oh, killing it. All right. At picks, was there anything else you wanted to say to yeah, defend? No, I want to, we got to talk about the <laughs> or just not about this. Okay. You don't want to talk about phones. <laughs> I got the time. <laughs> right, well, let's just let's just cut this down for a minute. I mean, I'll 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 do it. I mean, that so we have the um, Samsung Skyrocket, right? AT and T. These are the first two LTE phones on AT and T. You know, are we done with the Razor? Yeah, yeah. that the, the Skyrocket. Yeah, it's the dumbest name ever. The I, Red I, Rocket, I, the new Droid Red Rocket. Oh my <laughs> god! It should have just been like the Galaxy S two LTE. I mean, or stuff like that. <laughs> right. No, it's such a dumb name. But uh, so this is the first two, two phones coming out, and another one is the HTC Vivid. But basically, the Samsung Skyrocket is a Galaxy S2 on AT&T with LTE, which means it's a pretty great phone. So, you know, I think that is I pretty. And you know, two weeks ago, I would have recommended anyone AT&T to get their Galaxy S2 phone. But now it's sort of irrelevant. Why would you not just get the one with LTE in it? Because when, for when it well, becomes um, widespread. I don't I don't understand really what they were doing with that, but it is pretty why, why I mean this is got AT&T. Yeah, Jeremy? Why would you not just leave AT&T? Because you have a 2-year contract and they'll kill your firstborn if you do. No. I, yeah, if you're I, buying I, this phone off contract, you got some, right, some money. Right, right, exactly. You yeah. can pay that 100 you don't $1000 cancellation fee. Yeah. What Eric? This has got to burn you know, some people exactly. that that just bought that Galaxy but S2. Just when, just when they pee. It's called the HTC STD. <laughs> All right, that was bad. That was bad. Cut it. Cut, Cut it. it Here, let me take two. It's like the HTC mistress. Okay, there we go. That's Keeper. <laughs> Woo! 
Attack of the Androids After Dark. Taking a victory. Samsung PR, the address to complain to is... <laughs> Please send me... I want the Nexus. I'm just saying, Samsung. Bring it. Well, the good news, though, is a lot of people should still be within their 30-day um, trade-in window. I know um, people do that. They need to if they yeah. can. But you're I mean, right. Just, you know, save lives. Know? Save the other lives. thing that was disconcerting is no one knew this was coming out. I mean, like, we all knew there was an LTE phone coming, but no one had any idea it was coming in the next couple of weeks. You know, they just sort of sprung this out. With, I there weren't really many leaks about it. No one knew the dates. Do you so it think... wasn't even, like, the sort of thing that the people who were paying attention could have sort of known it was coming. It Do was you... just sort of out of the blue, like, oh, here's this LTE Galaxy S2. Have fun with it. Do you think, too, though, that no one really paid attention because very few of us live in places that have functional LTE? No, I think if I think if people had heard about it, it would have been a big deal. They, they would have, I mean, I know AT&T is still really weak on their LTE services, but... It's coming, and people would have recommended people to wait for this phone. If, if anyone knew it was coming out a month later, no one would have bought the regular Galaxy S2, and they all would have waited for this one. Um, anyways. Yeah. So then the other one is the HTC Vivid, which is you know another high-end super phone. Uh, this has a 1.5 gig. It's the same chip as the Galaxy S2. They just clocked it up to 1.5 gigahertz. Um, this is heavy, thick. It's not as not as nice. The sound, I mean, the the styling isn't as good. Um, so it is white you know, though. I, I, what's so that? It is white though. So that'll appeal to a certain demographic of the vivid, uh, yeah, middle yeah, so, area of the United States. There. <laughs> the the HTC. I would recommend you get the Skyrocket. Hold on, I got one ones, more. I hate that name. The, so, okay. but those are kind of if you're an AT and T customer, yeah. those are kind of that's kind of the big news. This vivid uh. just looks ugly as hell. <laughs> And it's heavy. It's a first-gen iPhone. like a pound. It looks like a first-gen like iPhone. If I had this in my hand, I would have to resist the urge to just throw it. <laughs> Against the wall. And pray to God they didn't put lotus glass or Kevlar on it, because I want that fucker to shatter. Yeah, it's this is just... I mean, somebody was, was just phoning it in when they designed this phone. <laughs> it's very obvious. Uh, 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 oh, God, my stomach hurts from laughing. You guys crack me up sometimes. You, you know what's great is that I did not even mean to do that. <laughs> Speaking of cracking, we have an app for this week. <laughs> there it was. Bring us home, Joey. I'm glad we actually talked about an Android phone on the Android podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, Seth. There's nothing that exciting in those devices. The only like oh, until you come out with something that's better than the Nexus, like that's all I'm excited about. And I'm not even that excited about it anymore because I'm still waiting for it. I'm just like my Droid X works great, and but it, it'll come out soon. I I hope. I don't even care if it's better. Ten just, more days. To the love of God, somebody produce something different. Right. <laughs> Thank you. They're, we tried all the same phones. It's like you know what though. Uh... Uh, we, we haven't made a phone with a keyboard on it for like oh wait, yeah, months. We did. Let's make a keyboard. Every time but it's going to slide out diagonally, <laughs> so it's useless. Every time we try, we get sued. So we We're just call gave it up. the Droid Ninja Star. <laughs> we'll throw. Oh. <laughs> I want one shaped like a boomerang. I want one shaped like boobs. Um, <laughs> only if I can have one shaped like a vagina. <laughs> But it's only this, this has gone off the rails. I only use it to talk into like speakerphone. <laughs> like this. I want a gold plated toilet seat, but All it's right. just not in the cards. <laughs> uh, 
I gotta, I gotta think that this is this podcast is over. Then this, we can just go straight to apps. This show is over. Yeah, Matt, apps. Matt's got his hands full with edits. I'm just saying, I he Seth was, you know, he was seemed pretty upset about us not talking about phones. I and want, I, I, want I just to talk about something dealing with Android on the Android podcast. Republic Why was Android. And Android doesn't change that much week to week. We got to find filler material and making fun of Republic Wireless, and that, that was all right. <laughs> all of us falling into our very distinctive party of five personality roles is quite appropriate. That was good. That was good. But yeah, that, I'm the bitter one. You are jaded. You're you're Dvorak. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay I thought that. I was Dvorak. I was the one that crushed everyone's dreams. Yeah, but Jeremy's more bitter this week. Sorry, man. I'm I am bitter. In fact, you lost you your are. seat. If I can get onto a podcast with Dvorak, <laughs> it might usher in 2012. That would be great. I'm looking <laughs> forward to 2012 because I'm so god awfully bored with all of these cell phone devices. I'm like just end <laughs> just end the world. Done. So you know, be a fun study is is if we could get the um the the GOP candidates to name their favorite Android phone. <laughs> that would be awesome. If they would say they would say I don't know, it's BlackBerry. What what's out? I don't know what's out. I'd be careful. They might try to burn you at the stake. Maybe. Witchcraft. Maybe. So yeah. apps, apps of the weeks. Who's got speaking of cracks in the glass, please. Vlingo, man, Vlingo. 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 That's nothing. That's nothing to do with cracks in the glass. Hold on. It does. All right, so this is this is what I found in my <laughs> traditional useless app of the week. It is. I've uh, seen that app every time I go to the market, and I never download it. And I read the yeah. comments, and they're like, "Oh, look, I have a cracked this, screen now." <laughs> yeah, basically, you install this app, and you shake the phone, and it appears. It puts a graphic on your screen. Of cracked glass. Wait, is that how they do it? They don't actually crack your screen then? No. Oh, well, this is useless. They put up a picture of cracked glass, and the catch is is that they've done it in such a way that the picture appears above the programs and operating system of the phone. So it actually looks like your screen is cracked because everything works in the background. I I just want to say, is your girlfriend in the room right now, Joey? Nope, because you seem really excited about this app. I, I, you, you're like Seth with the the phones. <laughs> I don't. It's a crack. It cracks your screen. Okay, next app. What's Vlingo, Jeremy? The virtual assistant. I'm sorry, I had to flip my mic up while I was laughing at your comment, Joey. So <laughs> sorry. Took a second to flip it back. Flipped it. Now it's all good. We need no, can um, laughter more in this show. I think I'm. I'm gonna get a, a fake live studio audience laugh and just randomly insert it. That'll be our that thing. That sounds fantastic. That'll be our new thing. No, and I'm so, going you know, to cry in the corner. Right. <laughs> so Siri came out, and I was like, hey, I use voice transcription in Android all the time. There's got to be something out. And, you know, there's this this thing called Iris. Did we talk about that last I week? I think Maybe episode three or four, we went through the, the five uh, alternatives to, to Siri. Okay, so, so my bad, because that must have been one of the ones yeah. I'm not on. But, yeah, yeah. So I'll just be really concise. Vlingo works with my Bluetooth earpiece, whereas the built-in voice transcription stuff does not, and I find it to be immensely more accurate. And it has completely reworked the way I use voice commands in Android. So that's cool, and I don't think we mentioned that on 
the the five. It it wasn't one of those five. So that's cool. Sounds pretty interesting. I'll have to check it out. Is this is it gimmicky though, or do you actually legitimately use this? I legitimately use it. Nice. Um, I have found it to, to, you know, I've got a icon on the home screen. I tap it. I've got it set to listen as soon as it starts up. I say, hey, send a text to so and so. It gets there. I press the button again. I say, here's the contents of the text. I press send. You know, I've got three button presses. It's because I'm going through my Bluetooth earpiece. It is so much more accurate. I almost never have to edit. You know, I I find that when I, I use an FM tuner hooked up to my truck, so it, it's kind of like a Bluetooth, but, you know, I have to actually plug in the headphone jack. But in the dock, like when I'm in the truck and just where it sits, when I use voice rec, it's so much more accurate. But as soon as you roll the windows down, if you're going over 60, forget it. But if you're going under 60, like it, it'll still work, probably depending on your phone and how good the mic was and stuff. Sure. But it's, yeah, pretty, pretty useful. But again, I, I can't see you're one of those fools rolling down the street in his Honda Civic, like talking to himself. But really, you're on the Bluetooth, right? Is that you? It's not a Civic, but I yeah. see. I see you. OK, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's awesome. Vermont. You know, we got to have four wheel drive up here. So. For sure. It's a Subaru. OK. I don't drive a super. No. I'm a man. (laughs) (laughs) Word to your mother. (laughs) All right, next app, moving on. We got to end this. I have a site to help launch. Um, Who's next? Me? I think it's me. Go, Eric. All righty. What is your app? So Sketchbook Express. Um, One of the... One of the things that I uh, found myself really looking for when I got a tablet was um, there wasn't really a good like notebook or just you know like note taking app um, you know that was native to uh, to Android. So uh, Sketchbook Express it's free. Um, there's lots of little features in there like different uh, brushes and strokes and things like that. Um, okay, so be- you're. You're saying note like actually writing with your finger because I was thinking Evernote oh, yeah. like that's on Android and stuff, but you can't. I don't think it lets you write with your finger, and that's important. That's an important feature. I feel is well, especially if you're trying to concentrate on other things too. Right. Um, you don't want to you just want to the... just real yeah. quickly get a note down. You know, it's much easier to just write it. Um, so I mean, for for the price of free, why not? For sure. Because um, honestly, a, it's a really really well put together app. Honestly, I still reach for my notebook, like when I'm if I have something to write down really quick, or if it's you know it, it's still paper and pen. But I guess if I had so I don't know. I still don't feel like I want to store just that kind of throwaway stuff like on my phone. I, I don't know though, because the cloud stuff is cool. Because I can I can if I have my Google Docs, I can get something from there on the phone. So you almost don't really need to. It it just depends what the use case is. Because inputting on yeah. Google Docs on Android is terrible. terrible. Oh no, I, I totally agree. Evernote. Uh, honestly, I'm not really a big fan of Evernote either. Their so input, maybe that's though. Why. We need Evernote input on Google Docs, and that would make it much better. The individual line. Come on, are you kidding? That sucks. I just want to say that that sucks. Yeah, you're you're liable to get in there and screw up somebody's show notes or something. I know. <laughs> Can I say something? You suck. Are you kidding me? I I should have reached for the Evernote because that input at least I can do it. It's not going to mess everything up. Thanks. 
You know what? That reminds me of the Facebook app. This reminds me of the Facebook app. Your app sucks. How much money do you have? Christ, pay for an app. I'm sorry. (laughs) Next next app. (laughs) New segment. Matt yells about things that the rest of us aren't really sure why he's yelling. I hate that. We'd like to announce a new podcast that's called Matt Rants. (laughs) Don't do that. Someone's going to write in and be like, so, all right, my app is eBuddy. I use this once in a great while, but when I use it, like, it's so useful. And it's, again, going back to Facebook, your app sucks. Come on! This thing is just chat, instant messaging chat, but it supports everything. MSN, Windows Live, Facebook, Yahoo, MySpace, Gtalk, ICQ, AIM, and Hives. Are you guys, uh, you guys have Hives? You guys got the Hives? Never heard of it. Okay. I've never even heard of Hives. Never heard of it. Do you still use MySpace chat? Because if you need to hook up... That is the worst chat name ever. eBuddy Messenger, get it in the market if you want to chat on MySpace or break out with Hives. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, Should should we just lose this whole episode? No, this is brilliant. (laughs) Also... It uh, sends the stuff as data and not as SMS, which I don't know why that's really a selling feature because I would assume that that's... But that's it does. That's cool. And there's a bunch of uh, little options here and there. But what what's also cool is that you have one login that will then log into all of your your stuffs. So if you chat... Yeah, I look at something like this and my first uh, you know reaction is... That it's gonna like it so has a slow. virus in it, or it's it's gonna be a memory drain. Right. It's so it's decent. I I'm impressed, but like I said, I don't run it all the time. Like if I need to message somebody specifically, I log in and do it, and it works great for that. eBuddy is also available in the Apps Lib alternative app market <laughs> from Arcos. Nice. Did you know what? The, I was looking at the Vlingo. If you just Google Vlingo, they have an iPhone app. How long is that gonna survive? You think? It's been around for a while. Right, but they never had Siri. All the the non-4S users are using it now. They're like, oh, Ah. Siri, I got Vlingo. Do you think, though, that they can say, well, that duplicates our our stuff, so we're going to get rid of it and just piss off every 4 owner? Can we talk about phones again? Yes. What is (laughs) Seth's app pick of the week is the (laughs) HTC Vivid. No, my wh- app of the day is the Droid Razor advertising app. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I quit because I hate you guys. <laughs> no. Awesome. no, mine is okay. my app is I live in LA and we like you know I've only been here for like a couple years. Pshaw. So we're still trying to get to know the city a little bit, and so I downloaded the TripAdvisor. It's called City Guide. They've got them for some of the major cities around the country. And so I downloaded the one for Los Angeles, and actually, it's actually pretty good because I've been here long enough to kind of know some of the like the major highlights, and it does a good job of covering those, and then it gives you a few that aren't quite so well known. So overall, I was pretty impressed with it. You know, it, it takes you on like drives around the city and things like that. And I mean, it's not perfect, but if someone's visiting LA and you need something to do for a day, I would definitely download that and see if there's anything in there you're interested in. So it's pretty good. You know, there was also. So this- that sounds cool. There's also another one called Where that kind of did that, and they have, if you want to, like, if you get to, I'm just going to say this and we'll keep it or maybe not, the, if you want to, like, go to a place and get the weed hookup, 
Dude, I'm so serious. Where is like the BET of these location apps? If you go to the where wall, I am so serious. It is on and popping in there, dude. You will find every party, every weed spot. It's crazy. Wait, so wait. what you're saying is is that you can use that to weed out the bad stuff? Yeah, or Jesus Christ, Joey. <laughs> TripAdvisor is the white man's wear, is what I was saying. Matt, I want to be clear, though, that this is not This is a different app than TripAdvisor. They have special apps for the cities. So right. this is it, like a special app just for Los Angeles, and they've yeah, got yeah. maybe 15 other ones. Right. Yeah. Not, so, not. Did, they, did they make one for Bangor so Joey knows what's going on around him? <laughs> is there one in Montana? Probably not either, huh? All right, anything else we want to get off our chests or make me have to edit out before we get out of here? <laughs> You've already. I'm, I have I a closing to poem to the Droid Razor. Okay, <laughs> please. No, it's been a pleasure. I almost had a limerick. I was working on a limerick. <laughs> there once was a phone called the Razor. It it filled my friend Seth with much anger. Uh, AttackoftheAndroids.com. That's our site. Check it out. Things might be changing. They might not. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, Joey, Seth, Eric, and Jeremy. You guys are my closest e-friends, and I cherish this time that we spend together once a week. It was definitely memorable, Matt. It was. This one's going down in infamy. This is the one and, people are going to pay for. I'll tell you what. And let's not forget, if you were offended or anything, you can email us directly and tell us about it Please. at show at attackoftheandroids.com. I'm gonna write Please that do, because Matt would make sure those are addressed to Matt. I'm gonna write that down <laughs> and make sure that we have that email address, just so when people do, I can read them on the show and tell them why <laughs> they're perfect. stupid. I can't wait. Republic Wireless, feel free to email. <laughs> I'll debate you all to. And I want to say, uh, we we might start having some pretty neat interviews coming up with some app developers here and there. I've been talking to a couple uh, online that. Make some apps. I'm not going to say what they are yet until you know it's it's solidified. But you know, keep an eye out for that. And if you Crack do, if you do develop, yeah, well, that in the poop log. <laughs> I was going to get Kef's going, but um. Oh, can we get the beer weasel guys? Sure. You guys, this show is your oyster. You can get whatever you want. Okay. I just want to let you know that. So we'll be bringing you that kind of stuff. And if you are a developer and you want us to just completely trash your worthless app. You email us and you let us know because that's what we're here for. Because we can crack open your oyster. That's right. Ting. All right. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah. Closing words. You guys got anything to plug? I'm taking donations for my criminal defense fund because <laughs> I'm pretty sure after this episode I'm being sued for libel. Freejeremy.org. I think you got some slander in there in the doc chat, too, because that's written, right? Is that That's considered? not public. <laughs> it is once I put it in the show notes. Whoa. Oh, okay. So right. I need money for my criminal defense fund as I'm sued for slander and libel. That's right. You can give him that money at thejamhole.com slash donate. Peace out. <laughs> It's attack of the end.